Welcome to episode 67 of EIU Panthers Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. Today we talk to former EIU cross-country and track runner, Caitlin Napoleoni, who since her days at EIU has gone on to have a successful career working in the TV industry as a weather person. We talked to her about how she became interested in that field, her memories of running cross-country and track at Eastern Illinois, and some news from her personal life, which involves her husband working towards qualifying for his third Winter Olympic Games. We are now in our second season of EIU Panthers podcast, and you can listen to any of our previous episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Search EIU Panthers podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio podcasts. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of Eastern Illinois Athletics. Want to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or business? Then visit consolidated.com today. Stay up to date on the latest news, scores, and other information involving EIU athletics by visiting us online at eiupanthers.com, the official website of EIU athletics. You can also follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Congratulations to Paul Bizamana from EIU men's basketball on being named the OVC Freshman of the Week this past week. The EIU men's and women's basketball teams both open Ohio Valley Conference play this week. Also, a huge congratulations to all of EIU student-athletes on another successful semester in the classroom with a department GPA of 3.29 for the fall term. Wishing you all a very happy new year as we bring you this week's episode of EIU Panthers Podcast with Caitlin Napoleoni. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers Podcast. We are joined today by Caitlin her her married name now is Nordgren. Her name that people would know her by, and I and I'll need to ask her as we go through this. Her professional name, um, Napoleoni. I think I pronounced that right. I, I may have butchered that. It's been a, been a few years since Caitlin was a, a cross country track runner here at Eastern Illinois. Napoleoni is how has how I say it. So, and do you use that then professionally, or have you moved to your to your married name professionally? Yeah, I'm. I've stuck with Napoleoni on TV, and that's that's pretty much what I'll do forever. So. Okay. And as as Caitlin just mentioned, there TV that was one of the the reasons we have her on as a guest today. Caitlin is a a weather anchor or a weather person up in Vermont, upstate New York area. Been doing this for probably about eight or nine, maybe ten years now. At, at that station for what about probably four or five years now, I would guess. Yeah, I well, I, I got my first job in TV right after graduation, summer of 2012. Yeah, 2012. So it'll You're be on the spot now. Sorry. <laughs> it's crazy to think how long that's been. But yeah, um, I'll be in the business for 10 years next summer. And I've been at the station for almost almost eight years okay. here, in, here in New York, Vermont. And as we mentioned, you're up in the in the Vermont area. You're in Burlington. Also, Plattsburgh is, is is the market there. You mentioned before we jumped on that you guys originally were in New York when you started there, and your your station has since moved over to Vermont. I mean, people always talk about what a what a beautiful part of the country that is. I guess that's one of the things that maybe attracted you to that opportunity. Yeah, kind of. I I got my first job in Lubbock, Texas, and I loved, loved, loved living there. And I met some of my most favorite people in the whole world there. And honestly, I didn't really know much about this area at all. When I took this job, I came up for a visit during my interview um, and I was impressed, but I didn't really realize it would be a place that I'd want to like settle down forever in. But yeah, once I got here, I was like, I don't think I'm leaving. (laughs) 
We love it. I, I met my husband up here. Um, and we both love, we're both from the Midwest, actually. He's from Minnesota. I'm from the Chicagoland area. And we love the Midwest. And, you know, maybe one day we'll be back there. But right now, this is just kind of where our heart is. And we love the geography. And, and there's really nothing that wants us to make the trip back to the Midwest just yet. <laughs> now, for, for people that may not under, understand that, there you, you look at, you talk about the opportunity maybe to move back to the Midwest one of these days. TV is based on market size that, that people live in. I'm guessing the market you guys would be in right now is probably considered a, a mid-sized market for the, the population that you're in. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think we're 96 or 98 and that's out of a little over 200, maybe 220. I don't even remember how many, um, but yeah, it's all based on population. Um, so yeah, right in the middle, um, some people that market number is really important to them in the broadcast industry. And I have found that it is probably one of the most least important things for okay. me. Um, some people really want to make that, make that climb. The Chicago market is three. So yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I would think for me, it's a little out of my reach um, just because it's really difficult to get in those top 10 or even top 30 markets. You know, maybe if I, if I pursued it, who knows, but um, it's especially after college, you know, it was just so unrealistic to get a job in that market. So you definitely sign up for the moves, especially if you're from a place that has a big market size and central Illinois. I don't remember what the champagne or Decatur size market sizes are, but, uh, I might've been able to get a job near, you know, Eastern after I graduated, but I definitely had it in my mind that I wanted to explore a little bit, which brought me to Texas. And then obviously here, but market size at this point is not important yeah. to me. And, and that's why we've decided to stay up here. Now you, you, you mentioned that you had the opportunity to, to jump on board on Eastern. You were a cross country track runner. We're going to talk about, about that career a little bit, but the, the weather side, how did you kind of get interested in that, especially being a, a student athlete? There's that people that are no student athletes realize how much of a time commitment that is. And I can only imagine that working on TV is just as much of a time commitment. Yeah, for sure. I honestly, I mean, I've always been interested in science ever since I was really, really little. Um, so that was always kind of the way I wanted to go. I thought when I decided to go to Eastern, I was kind of unsure what I wanted to do. I thought maybe I'll just try the teaching thing. My mom was a teacher. Um, but yeah, I took a weather and climate class with Cameron Craig, my first semester of school. And I was like, oh, this is something I feel like I really need to know more about. I really loved it. Um, all the professors in the geography department were excellent. So I made the switch to that department and we don't have a meteorology major at Eastern. Um, but we do have a broadcast meteorology minor and I was on the team. I was on a scholarship. I really didn't want to move colleges yeah. just to change my degree. So the broadcast thing was something that was extremely intimidating to me. I was really, really shy. I had no desire to be in front of a camera, but I didn't want to move schools and I really wanted to do more of this weather stuff. So I was like, oh, I guess broadcast is the way I'll be going. And I pretty much that next semester, second semester of school, got in front of the camera with, with Cameron, Cameron and really never looked back. So it was really that first weather and climate class that got me interested. And yeah, the geography department welcomed me. And then eventually I did work at the TV station um, 
And it, yeah, it was a lot of work to do both. I didn't do both my whole career. Um, it was really just my last two years of school that I was working at WEIU. So I think that was probably helpful being a student athlete, not having to double dip in both of those, but it definitely would have been possible. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, as a student athlete, you just learn to, to manage your time and you learn to prioritize. And so I think that was really helpful, especially when I did start to work with the, the TV station. Um, and obviously the team was great about making that work for me and the TV station was, was good about it too. So yeah, just one of those things you make work. Uh, and um, again, being an athlete teaches you how to, to handle a lot of stuff. And so I think that was helpful, a big part of it. Uh, it's interesting. You mentioned Cameron Craig. I, I've, I've talked to a number of people that have gone into weather that had no interest in weather when they came to Eastern, as you mentioned, EIU does not have a meteorology degree, but it's amazing the number of people that have come out of Eastern through his influence and then getting the opportunity at the TV station who now do what you're doing professionally. How does that step, I guess, kind of work? Was Did you meet some people that were in the business that kind of said, hey, you can, you can kind of get from step A to step B and that kind of gave made you see that I guess there's light at the end of the tunnel? Um, perhaps, yeah, I think, you know, what made me realize that it could be a possibility was one of the um, weather, uh, one of the meteorologists at the TV station came into our class one day in that first semester, that weather and climate class I took with Cameron. And, and I was kind of thinking like, oh, like, this is a job, you know, like you, you sometimes you don't realize that things are attainable or things that that you might be interested or actually could actually be careers. And I think that's one of the biggest problems about high school is that yeah. they're you know preparing you with all these tests and stuff and you don't really realize like, oh, there's like a whole world of jobs out there. So um, yeah, talking that one student who came in, uh, his name is Kevin and he came in and was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be graduating soon and I hope to be in broadcast. And I was like, oh, I guess, you know, this could be a career and I feel like I'm interested in it, in it enough. And and Cameron is so gung-ho, you know, as soon as you express any kind of interest, like he is there to help. And again, the geography, all the, all the professors when I was there in the geography department were like that. So um, it was really mostly just kind of like realizing it was something that I could possibly do as a job one day. And then being lucky enough to have people who were like, yeah, of course you can do it. And then getting in front of the camera and learning how to, to forecast and things like that. So it really would, I, you know, at the time it was so random. <laughs> my family was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I think when I told my family that I wanted to do this broadcast thing, they were kind of like, okay, like, <laughs> you know, you can do whatever you want. We believe in you. And, and they were very supportive, but I think probably in the back of their minds, they're like, you don't just graduate college and get a job on TV. Like that's just not what people, it just doesn't seem that easy, but, um, but yeah, the, the program at Eastern um, WEIU is so fantastic. They really set you up for success. And I think it's kind of one of those hidden gems at Eastern that gets overlooked. And I, I feel like Eastern should really, you know, be a little more, you know, active and promoting that, that part of our, our school because it is so fantastic. I mean, I felt way more prepared in my first job than anyone around me, yeah. <laughs> even some people that had been in it for in the in the business for a few years, you know, I felt like I really had a step up. So I'm really thankful for that. And um, it was just kind of a weird, I just signed up for that class, you know, as a 
as a, what do they call those? You know, just one of those classes you need. Yeah. Um, it wasn't an elective, but you know what I mean? And, and it just so happened to turn into this. So I guess I'm thankful. And I kind of got lucky because I didn't really go into college with much of a plan. <laughs> um, you talk about your time in college, you were a student athlete, ran cross country and track here at Eastern. Do you fancy yourself more and I, I always, it's, I know this is a loaded question for distance runners, but do you consider yourself more of a cross country athlete or, or a track athlete when people ask you, what, which is the first that kind of comes to, to the tip of your tongue when you describe what you were as an athlete? Um, my heart was definitely into cross country more than track. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think to this day, I'm still a runner. I still do a lot of trail running. It's, it's what I love. Um, so yeah, I, I was, I mean, I was really into track too. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but, but cross country, even in high school, as far back as high school, I just, I loved, I love, love, love it. I still love that type of thing, but to the, I will admit, I do still get on the track. And when I'm on the track, I'm like, oh gosh, I love this so much. I, I wish I was on the track more. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's just uh, any type of running, but yeah, cross country was definitely where my heart was. And I think a lot of my teammates would agree with that and still say that, yeah, Caitlin was definitely more of a cross country person than a track person, if I had to choose, of course. And then you, you mentioned this already, you ran it in high school. I, I don't know, did you get involved early on in middle school or was it something that you tried some other sports and then this is the one that kind of fell in your lap? Um, I always, my, my, I have a twin, a twin sister. Um, and we were always just good runners, I guess, <laughs> as far, you know, mile day in, in elementary school was just really natural for us. Um, so we just always kind of felt drawn to it. I think just because it was something that we were, we weren't even really great at it. We just liked it. And, and, um, I didn't do cross country in middle school. I didn't even do cross country my freshman year of high school. Um, uh, my sisters were swimmers, you know, I, I, I knew track and I knew I wanted to do track, but I didn't really even know what cross country was. I knew yeah. what it was, but it wasn't something that, um, really my family knew, you know, no one in my family was a runner. So yeah, as soon as I signed up for track that spring freshman year of high school, it was like one of those things. Yeah. I never looked back and, um, I was never fen a phenomenal runner. I feel like um, coach, uh, Jeff Massinet, who was the head cross country coach when I joined Eastern's team really, um, took a, you know, took a big chance on me cause I wasn't super, super talented. Um, so yeah, I'm thankful for that. And I feel like it worked out for both of us. I feel like I definitely improved and, and yeah, cross country and track, you know, I had, I had a lot of health problems in college, so I feel like I could have definitely been better than I was, but, um, for someone who very easily could have just, you know, disappeared after high school. Um, it was really, really nice that Eastern gave me a shot and let me build my running career, you know, while also getting an education, obviously. And then the best thing about running is that you can do it forever yep. as long as you stay healthy. And, and I've, I'm also extremely thankful that it's something that I've been able to carry over into my post-collegiate life. And it's something that I can still enjoy um, because, I don't even know what I'd be without being a runner. <laughs> you know, it's just something that I love so, so dearly. Uh, you talked about, you, you did have some success. I know you're being modest there, some team success and some individual success near the end of your career. Maybe not as much as 
as you may have wanted when you, when you look back on it, but you've, your, your final year there, EIU was able to win the women's cross country championship in the OVC only second time they had ever done that. And you ended up being a, a first team all conference performer. What was that like? Um, you had a good group of girls there that you, that you ran with and you guys were really a veteran team that year that you wanted to. Yeah, that was such a great day, that conference, that day of conference. I feel like it was just one of those days we were all on and, you know, even our, I don't even want to call them alternates because they were still such a huge part of our team. You know, we were, we were deep and we just really, our whole team really got along, you know, my, all my years in school, we were all really close. I feel like, especially in cross country, it's easy because it's a small group of, of you. And I feel like really for me, I am definitely one of those people who thrives on team. <laughs> I need that team atmosphere and I need to feel like we're working as a team and, and people don't realize that cross country is like that. You know, it's very much so a team, a team sport. And yeah, that, that day at conference was, I still say to this day, I mean, gosh, that was 10 years ago. And it's still one of my favorite days because everything just seemed to kind of click with everyone. And, um, and yeah, we were underdogs. And so, yeah, it was just really nice to have, to share something like that with, with a team that was so close knit. And again, you know, in hindsight, people might say, oh, you're just, talking about the glory days that's peanuts and 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 sure maybe maybe I am but um yeah days like that just really make you feel like everything you've worked for um just kind of works out so it was really nice to share that with our team and with with coach Aaron and um and Brad was there and it just yeah that's one of my favorite days to look back on it was really really fun now one of the members from that from that that team Olivia Klaus she was also a first team all conference just inducted into our athletic hall of fame recently. You mentioned how close that team is. Do you still kind of keep in touch with a lot of those girls? I know you've moved to, to different parts of the, the country, but do you guys COVID has course yeah. thrown a, a curveball and everything, but prior to that, were you guys kind of still getting together annually or, or somewhat? Oh similar? yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I'm so I've always been since graduation so far away. So I don't see everyone as much as I think a lot of people do, but yeah, I would say, I don't know about other generations of EIU track people and cross country people, but I would say ours is still very close knit. I just, uh, my roommate from college, Megan Gingrich, I'm sure you recognize that name very well. Um, her and I are still, you know, besties and I just, you know, I text with Olivia every once in a while. Um, I would say from that, that conference team, I've seen a few of them just in the last few months because a couple of them were at my baby shower in November. And I saw Chelsea Sondergoth, who was a freshman when I was a fifth year that year. Um, I think she was also, she, she might've been our alternate that day at conference that we won. Um, I saw her in Salt Lake city a couple months ago. I went out there to, to see my husband who was competing there. And so I saw Chelsea. So yeah, I mean, we, it's hard to see each other these days, obviously. Once you graduate, you realize quickly that it's, it's, you know, all these people that you love so dearly, it's not just as easy as rolling up and having dinner every once in a while, but yeah, we, we text, we talk Instagram, Facebook, and, and I would say we're all still pretty close. And it's when you see each other, it's one of those things that you just jump right back into your friendship that you had for all those years in college. 
Now, you led me into two other things that I was going to ask you about. So I'll let you, I'm glad you, you've done this before. You can tell you're a professional doing the media stuff where you lead already into the questions. You mentioned a baby shower. I know you, you are, you're pregnant. So congratulations on, on that. This will, I guess, I think be your, you and your husband's first child, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then the second is you did mention your, your husband and that he is competing. Your husband, Leif Nordgren, is in a winter Olympian athlete. And I guess, first of all, I'm, I'm going to ask you a couple things about that. First of all, how do you how do you guys meet? It seems to be that you have two completely different avenues of life to, to where you would have met with each other. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We, we wonder about that all the time. Like, how... I mean, we're both from the Midwest. He's from um, the Twin Cities area and he grew up cross-country skiing there. He grew up in, in Colorado as well. And then because he was on the U.S. biathlon team, for those listening who don't know what biathlon is, it's it's cross-country skiing and, and mark, like shooting marks, marksmanship. So it's the combination of the two. Um, their team, the U.S. biathlon team, is mostly based out of Lake Placid, New York, which is about an hour from Plattsburgh, which is where I lived when I, um, first moved out here to the Northeast. So, um, yeah, somehow we found each other out here. We're both Midwesterners sometimes somehow found each other. And, um, I don't know, maybe it's the endurance athlete thing that just made us connect really quickly. Um, he taught me how to cross country ski. I, I live and die for it now. I love it. I was just out this morning. So yeah, our interests are the same and, his, our lives are both very weird because of my job and my weird hours. And then his job and his weird, I don't even know if you want to call them hours because he travels. It's more than hours. It's more like months <laughs> that he's working, but, but yeah, somehow uh, we make it work. And, and um, I think some people look at our lives because they are a little bit different than maybe the normal person. And they're kind of like, Oh, this is so unique and weird, <laughs> but but yeah, he does the athlete thing and I do the broadcast thing. And, and yeah, we're expecting our first baby in February, which um, fun fact, our baby is due on the day of the opening ceremonies for the Olympics. Okay. So he left in early November and is still um, working on qualifying for that team. Um, but as everything goes to plan, unfortunately, he will not be here for the delivery of our baby because of the Olympics. But we both agreed that it's um, important enough to both of us and especially him that, that he'd be doing that. So we're excited for him and, and the baby will hopefully be here in time to, to see him compete. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that I, that I did see, and I think this is maybe when you guys were, were newly beds, I think this would be the, maybe the, if I looked at it correctly, the third Olympic games that he is trying to qualify for, but the last one, which seems like a lifetime ago in 2018, um, I don't know if you guys were, newly married but you were able to to go with that what was that experience like and how different is it to be there maybe as a a spouse and part of the the, the travel party as opposed to just somebody watching in the stands yeah I, it's it's fascinating sorry um I so my husband is such a humble modest person and and you know when you ask him yeah what do you do for a living he'll just say I'm an athlete and then anyone who knows will chime in. Well, you're an Olympian. Like it's more than just, about, yeah. you know, you're very talented. <laughs> um, and I do love that about him. He's very humble. But um, for someone who has always loved the Olympics, I've always watched it. You know, our my family always watched very closely at summer and winter Olympics. So we just love sport. And, and so for me, when I met him and I was like, oh my gosh, you've been to the Olympics. That's insane. And then 
yeah, we got married right like three weeks before the last Olympics. Um, are, we got married at the end of December four years ago. So yeah, that would have been right before the last Olympics. And so for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to the Olympics again. This is so amazing. I can't, can't wait to go watch. And, and it was definitely a, a great experience. And for me, I was, it was just mind blowing. And, and for him, it's, you know, obviously important and a big deal for him too, but he's just like, so nonchalant about it sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, leave. Like you are at the Olympics right now and we are here as our, our family is here to watch you. So it was really exciting. And um, yeah, as someone, as an athlete, you know, I'm not going to knock Eastern. I'm not going to knock the NCAA, but when you are a professional athlete, it is absolutely another level. <laughs> and so I think being an athlete makes me appreciate that level of talent even more because it's just so, I mean, especially in track, you know, the, the, the competition is so deep, you know, there was no way in a million years, my level of talents, no matter how hard I worked, I was ever going to make it to the Olympic Olympic trials, let alone the Olympics. So, um, it's, it is fascinating to see someone at that level, just live their normal life and, and work, work really hard every day. And it's again, fascinating, just the amount of not only talent that he has, but just the work ethic and, and everything that he does to be the best athlete. And then to finally see it pay off um, every year in the World Cup and then every four years at the Olympics. And yeah, this will be his third. And then he'll retire in March and be done after the season. So kind of sad, but um, we're both ready to move on and, and he'll still do all of his athlete things after that, like like I do, just on a recreational level. <laughs> Interesting. That, the, my kind of wrap-up question here with you is, so the, the businesses that both you and your husband in are, are somewhat in the public spotlight, you, you get seen on TV, so your people are going to recognize you. They may not necessarily put two and two together sometimes when they see you. Your husband probably being an Olympic athlete, now, of course, he's donned and probably all winter gear and probably not as visible kind of like a, a, a football player that got the helmet on. If you guys, if, if you guys are out and about, I mean, do you guys get recognized or do you live in a small enough community that they're like, they look and then they kind of just let you guys have your own lives. Um, I would say I get recognized quite a bit. Like yesterday I was um, at the plant store buying plants and um a nice, a nice group of people like, Oh, you're Caitlin Napoleone. And I said, hi. And I would say that happens quite often. Um, I think the smaller, almost the smaller, smaller community that you live in is more likely that you get recognized because more people watch the news and, and, um, we're just more like, I guess in the community, like in Chicago, you don't really see the anchors because there's, you know, 11 million other people around <laughs> to see, and they kind of get lost in the shuffle, but yeah, in a smaller mid-market like this, I, have a very, and I've been here, you know, almost, you know, seven years or more. And, and so I definitely get recognized a lot and people do know that Leaf is an athlete and Olympian. So they'll ask about him and um, it's nice, you know, it's nice. I, I do love that part of my job. I think a lot of broadcasters hate it. You know, they can't go anywhere really without someone saying something. And, and sometimes, yeah, I'm like, you know, feeling really crummy or I look disgusting and I'm like, Oh, I can't believe someone just said hi to me. And they, they recognize this disgusting face. Um, <laughs> but, but no, it's nice. You know, not everyone, um, can, can get out of work and, and go out and get feedback from, from anyone, you know, 
Um, a lot of people just sign on to work and sign off and they don't really hear anything about how well they're doing or sometimes about how bad they're doing. Um, so I, I do actually like that part of my job. You know, I, I don't love constantly having to, um, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't really actually treat it this, this way, but being on, I guess, is that, is that the right, does that under, do you understand that? Like, yes, <laughs> you know, like sometimes I just want to be a bum and, and go out in my sweatpants and I do, <laughs> um, and no one ever says anything, but, but yeah, I think especially in those bigger markets, it's a little more pressure to, to look good and, and, and be on all the time, but everyone around here is so nice. And I feel really, really thankful for my viewers, especially more so in the last couple of years. And, and especially now that I'm pregnant, you know, everyone just seems so, I feel very connected to my viewers, I guess, which sounds cliche and a little bit sappy, but I feel like now that I've been here for so long, what I consider to be so long, it's you know, relatively speaking, it's not been that many years, but yeah, I feel really connected to my viewers and I feel, um, I feel like that is a great part of my job. And I, I'm, I'm really lucky that the people who, the, the people who communicate with me on social media and, and in public when I go out and stuff are always really sweet. And I do value that because broadcast can be relentless and can be pretty exhausting for a lot of people, but everyone around here just seems great. And maybe it is kind of that small town, Vermont, Plattsburgh thing where it is like a smaller community, but but yeah, I do, I do enjoy that part of my job. Well, I appreciate your time, Caitlin. I know it's around the holidays here, so I uh, hope you guys had a, a good Christmas. So I know you said you weren't able to be with your husband and not able to travel right now based on um, being pregnant and, and things like that. But congratulations on the upcoming uh, baby that's going to be in your family and best of luck mm -hmm. to you and your husband in the Winter Games and in your career. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. I, I love Eastern. I'm still 10 years later, very loyal to it. So um, I, I follow everything going on and, and I appreciate you inviting me to come on and, and talk about a place that I love.